This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome into another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast brought to you by our sponsors, Dr. Squatch, Team Hockberg, Mazda of Orland Park, and Marichka's in Crest Hill. I am Recamp alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski. And Jay, for, actually, first off, I want to thank all of our listeners for even more than they normally do for us because I had quite a few people reach out with uh, my car troubles from last week with uh some solutions that they uh that they had and i greatly appreciate it and thankfully for the moment as much as i would love to go pick out something from mazda of orland park thankfully i don't need to quite yet i just need to pay more money than i would like to to fix my car what's the issue i already forgot what it is and i wrote it down somewhere it's oh i am so bad it's written down somewhere in my notebook oh god where is it I I do so I do so much just like taking dumb notes that I don't actually end up using in a given week mm-hmm. that it's quite incredible that you know I'll write things down with a full intention to go back and look at them and I'll, then I'll fill this time I with forget. my uh, personal endorsement for the Field Notes brand which is my favorite thing I order these uh, usually six at a time they're like three by five little notebooks I can stick in my back pocket and I keep notes like a true old bastard. Nice. But I've just got a, I have a whole collection of these and I set in the index, I write a date. Like, so the one I'm on now started March 11th. And then when I'm done, I'll put an end date and I can just keep them all together. I am an uh, old, so I, old man. <laughs> one, that's amazing. Two, I think what happened is, so when I do my, um, my NBA betting sheets, like my prep work, mm-hmm. I, I rip that page out and I take it with me to work. So I'm pretty sure it's on the back of one of those. So i don't have it okay but But, it's not you don't need a new transmission no no new transmission no like super major thing it's just like stuff that's a little more costly and what i liked about it uh and i guess i might as well there's the uh uh, suburban tire that's over on 64 and i think it's technically considered glendale heights what i appreciated that they did is they're like okay so you know this sound you heard that was this and then because of the issue with this it caused this so these things went bad. And then because that went bad, we should do this just because we're already in there. And it just makes sense to do as a precautionary measure. Like not just saying you need X, Y, and Z, but you need X, Y, and Z because of this. And because you were experiencing this, that's because of this, like the yeah. full explanation of it. Maybe that's just standard operating procedure, but I've dealt with worse in the past. So I just fully appreciate like getting the the full explanation them treating me like a five-year-old that does need to be have things explained in that manner yeah and uh and then you know just saying hey 
this is what we need to do just for just laying it out on the table for me. That's so great. I appreciated that. There's nothing better than having a mechanic you can trust. And I mm-hmm. have one that I love too. And if we're shouting out our mechanics, I'll do the same thing. JJM and Oaklawn, uh, John is the best mechanic ever. And he always does this to me where he'll call me up when I bring my car in. Uh, hey, uh, all right, we took a look at it. And he'll sigh. And I'm like, John, <laughs> he's like, well, do you want the good news or the bad news? I'm like, all right, give me the give me the bad news first. All right, well, it's going to cost you $12. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, because usually I've, I've been taking my cars to him for so long. Not the Mazda. I've never, he's never even seen the Mazda, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but I've been taking my cars to him for so long that most things that have been repaired, he's like at least had his hands on. So he's like, I fixed this two years ago, so I'm going to honor it and just like make it pay for the part. So anyway, having a great mechanic is even better. Anyway, welcome to the AmFab Podcast. You yeah, can sorry. follow us. Uh, on- <laughs> I, I derailed it from jump. <laughs> We're on everywhere at I'm Fat Pod, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, everywhere that exists. We've got our T Public shop. Lots of people jumped on T Public uh, this week, so we appreciate that. There's always new sales coming up. As soon as we get word, we will let you know and we'll tweet about it. So keep your eye on our social media accounts at all times. I, I hope some people. Uh, we're recording this on Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all the moms listening. Yes. I hope some people got that uh, that ordered that proud mother of a fat uh, got the reception from their moms they were hoping for. <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know how my mom would react if I gave her that shirt, but uh, yeah. So anyway, but speaking of that, Rick, that leads me into something I wanted to talk about. Okay, I got my mom for. I got my mom's shoes for Mother's Day, which is a tough thing to buy for someone, right? Like shoes yes. are shoes are a tough thing. So about a month ago, hanging out in the backyard with my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, and my brother-in-law's got these like really cool like slip-on shoes. They don't even like they don't tie, super comfortable. They're called Hey Dudes, which is super appropriate because I say hey dude all the time to everybody. Mm-hmm. I guess you just order them online. So I got myself a pair. They're super light, they're incredibly comfortable. You can wear them with or without socks. They're just Really, really cool kind of slip-on, real casual shoes. And you can kind of wear them with anything. So you can wear them if you're a little bit dressed up. If you're just chilling out in shorts and whatever in the yard, they work too. So I said, my mom would love these. Like, they're super comfortable. And I went online, and they have, like, a thousand options for women's shoes and patterns and designs. And somehow, I don't know what happened. Like, some miracle, I picked Mm -hmm. out the perfect ones for her. She loved them. So as a fat guy... I'm going to recommend to everybody, hey, dudes, this is not an ad. This is a true endorsement. This is something I bought and really like. And if you don't feel like bending over to put your shoes on, these are the shoes for you, my friend. (laughs) They are awesome. And they're super light. They're super cushy. And you can just wash. You can literally just take the insole out and wash it in the the, uh, washing machine. They couldn't be easier. They're really inexpensive for, you know, Shoes are expensive as hell. I went to DSW yes. yesterday. And I want to get. I want to replace my like Adidas. I don't know. I guess they're board shoes, skateboard mm-hmm. shoes. Even though I'm too fat to skateboard, and they're like seventy bucks. I'm like, I thought DSW was discount. So shoes are expensive. Hey, dudes are not. So check them out. They're really really cool. And I think uh, like there's a million different designs, different kind of you know uh, designs and patterns and stuff. So whatever you're looking for, they got them. I highly recommend Hey Dude shoes. And my mom loved them too. So. Maybe I'll reach out to them like I did with Dr. Squatch. Like, hey, I like your shoes. Come on the podcast. It worked yeah, out well for us. Yeah, seriously. That's okay. Well, you mentioned one thing 
that I I know a lot of people do. I can't do it. What? Wearing shoes without socks. See, I, I, I can't I can't do that. I'm usually the same way, but for whatever reason, these shoes I've done okay with. But then yesterday when we were hoping I were shopping around, I went to Marshall's and I bought some of those no show socks because mm-hmm. I just know if I go too long without socks, they're going to get a little gnarly and stinky and I don't want that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm buying them preemptively, but I have worn them for like a week or two without socks and it's been okay. Okay. But I usually have like instantly if I, cause, but I don't like my feet don't sweat. But if I wear shoes without socks, they smell bad quickly. Yeah, I just, I think for me, I don't know if it's necessarily a mental thing, but yeah, just like the comfortability for feet is important for me, as random as that sounds. So I just don't, I just, yeah, I think that's a bridge too far. Okay. Yeah, I bought some, so that's if you ever need to buy socks or underwear, man, Marshalls or TJ Maxx is a place to go. I got like a six pack of New Balance no show socks mm-hmm. for like six dollars. Oh wow! Yeah, it's ridiculous how cheap socks are there. That that that's a place that fats don't talk enough about is TJ Maxx and Marshalls, which are the same thing. Just like change mm-hmm. the this sign is like interchangeable. Yeah, but if you're looking for the essential kind of things, they've got big sizes. They've got cheap prices on brand names like those New Balance socks are super comfortable. And I think the list price is like $25 and I got them for maybe it might've been seven ninety nine, but whatever it was, it was some absurdly cheap price for socks. Cause socks can get expensive too. Boy, we're just like corporate shills so far today. What's I, our know, deal? I know. I mean, I started it, mind you. So that's <laughs> on me. Well, you know, we're giving our, we talk about corporate food all the time. So I guess it's this the same true. thing to talk about places that service the fats. Like I saw this really nice Under Armour sweatshirt at TJ Maxx. Like, wow, I like that. It's a, it was a kind of a cool, bright color. It was a 4XL. Oh, like, oh I can't wear this, but I, someone can. <laughs> so if you're in the Cherville area and you need a 4XL Under Armour sweatshirt, head over to the, uh, I don't remember if it was TJ Maxx or Marshalls. It doesn't matter. It was, it was one of those two. <laughs> Go there and get it. It's the same parent company anyway. Exactly. Yeah, we're no, Hope and I are trying to find, um, we just got a new couch and we're trying to find reinforced a <laughs> we're trying to find some steel <laughs> that we could use to reinforce the couch no we're trying to get like the second like side chair to match it yeah and we're just trying to go you know home goods marshals to just see if we can find because those are the places to go to find random crap mm-hmm. hello i'm looking for random crap would you like random crap for your bathroom or your kitchen <laughs> uh both okay you're gonna want to head that way yeah that's that's the place man the random crap superstore okay so there's one thing that I started doing, and this was after I got my uh, my first vaccine shot that I started doing. And, you know, logically, it also just makes sense because it's healthy for you mm-hmm. of uh, vitamin C gummies. Okay. So I got a little a pack of vitamin C gummies are the ones that look like the orange slices. Right. So I've been doing like it says like two of those a day. And I'm like, okay. So I have my two a day. The problem is then at night they're staring at me and I'm hungry. You're snacking on vitamins. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I, I, I may have had another one or two at night on a few days. Oh my God. <laughs> because I'm an idiot. Oh, tasty. It, it's tasty. 
it's basically a fruit snack and it's staring at me on my desk. It's basically a salad. I mean, <laughs> is it keeping you awake? Because I feel like when I take vitamins, I'm like, I feel wired by them. No, I mean, I don't take them like the second before I go to bed, but I'll take them like uh, when I do like my basketball prep a lot of times, it's like an hour and a half before I go to bed and I'll when I've popped a couple extras, it's yeah, it's normally been at that time when I'm just sitting at my desk looking at my computer and then, oh, to my left is, you know, my uh, thing of my nature, my nature made vitamin C gummies. They're going to have to lock them up like they do for the uh, Sudafed for you. <laughs> like, Rick, you got to show ID. You're, you're buying too many vitamin C gummies. Right. And you come in there like scratching your neck like, come on, man, I'm hungry. Come on. Yeah, I need that. I need that hit. Yeah, because initially I'm like, okay, healthy immune system, whatever. And I'll do and, you know, I'll be I'll be, you know, because that's going to make the difference between my two shots and like the two weeks after which I just cleared, which is great, uh, you know, to <laughs> to not get COVID or something. I don't know. Hey, at least <laughs> I can say I do one thing healthy and I'm going full you, and I'm you, full going full bore at it. You are. That's that's good. I mean, I don't think you could take. I think at just some point it just stops becoming effective. Like your yeah. body can only take. I always feel like when I'm sick and I take those emergency things that it's like one thousand percent of your daily vitamin C. Like, OK, well, how much of this can actually you know, right. And then you just start peeing orange juice. <laughs> Your body just turns into like a vitamin C factory. Um, yeah. So, well, it's good. I mean, it, it's better than the alternative of just chowing down on gummy bears, I suppose. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I guess. It's not going to hurt. I, I I don't think it yeah. will hurt you. What's the sugar uh, content of said? Uh, um, Let's see. Total sugars per serving three grams. So three grams of sugar a day. So per that's per gummy. No, per two gummies. Oh. So like per serving, basically. You're good. You're good to go. Yeah. That's fine. You know what's not? Hmm. Uh, three grams of sugar per serving. The poor boy at Marishka's in Crest Hill. It's, oh. it's certainly not. I think it's four. It might be four. Uh, <laughs> I won a bet on the Madhouse podcast against James Naveau. We made hockey bets for the season. So he owes me a trip to Marishka's. And I cannot wait to go and get the poor boy and make him pay for it because that was the bet. Uh, I bet that the Hawks goalie would have a save percentage over 90. One of the two would have a save percentage over 90. So I won. So I'm going to Marishka's. James is paying for it, and it's going to be magical. You should go too. 604 Theater Street. They're family owned and operated since 1933. I've already mentioned the poor boys. That's what they're most famous for. But really, everything on the menu is tremendous. The twice-baked potato the uh, I call it the mountain of onion rings because it comes out in just like a cauldron of just a, like a mountain high pile of onion rings that are fantastic. Made the right way. Those really good like big onions with kind of the loose breading. You know what I'm talking about where the breading mm -hmm. kind of slides off real easily. Yes. But the burgers, the chops, the seafood, everything at Marishka's is great. So go visit the Zadralovich family out there in Crest Hill. Visit Marishka's.com or Facebook.com slash Marishka's. That's spelled M-E-R. I-C-H-K-A-S. They're closed only on Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, and Thanksgiving. So you've got some time to go out to Crest Hill and visit uh, Marishka's. Okay, Rick, a bunch of people sent us this story, and yes. it absolutely delights me. Noah Ruiz, four years old. The CNN story says he loves two things, popsicles and SpongeBob. He was using his mom's laptop for remote learning because his iPad wasn't working, and he ordered... <laughs> 51 cases 
of SpongeBob popsicles off of Amazon, totaling Same. two thousand six hundred and nineteen dollars. Each, each, so three boxes came to the Ruiz house. Uh-huh. Each box weighed seventy pounds oh and required god. immediate freezing. So, <laughs> oh my god! So the family obviously is like, uh, I don't have twenty seven hundred dollars for popsicles. And I don't think Amazon's going to take these back. So they started a GoFundMe to pay off the popsicle money. And of course, they reached it very quickly. So Noah Ruiz, uh, be a little more careful on Amazon. Lesson learned. But my favorite thing is the picture that all oh, the news companies are sharing. Amazing. He's standing on top of the boxes, eating the SpongeBob popsicle with the biggest smile on his face. Oh, this story yeah. is awesome. And yes, it's a it's a big inconvenience for his parents. But man, this kid is so happy. And I just think about how, like, the foods that are clearly for children, Rick, mm-hmm. that you see and you're like, yeah, I still want that. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I'm an adult. This is clearly a child item. I don't care. I have no shame. I'm ordering this. This is one of those, that's the top of the list. How do you describe these? Like, it used to be like what you get from the ice cream truck with the gumball yeah. eyes, those, those sort of popsicles. I love those. Mm hmm. No yeah, shame. like, no, oh, no, not at all. They're definitely. Sh- I mean, popsicles and if you're going any form of popsicle, I mean, all every you know, there's no limitations here because popsicles just kind of by nature are very much a kid thing. So at that point, if you're going with a total kid type dessert, then screw it. Get that one. You know, get. It doesn't matter. Get the Ninja Turtle ones if you want. I don't care. But get, actually, I do care. Get Raphael if you're going to do that because Raphael was the best Ninja Turtle. What? Don't at me. Yes. That's a horrible take. No, it's not. That's the worst Ninja Turtle. He's got these little tiny knives that aren't the even worst? Sharp. Yes. No. Leonardo was the leader and he had a sword. Donatello was a smart one and he had a bow staff and he wore purple. Purple is my favorite color. Michelangelo was funny and had nunchucks. What did Raphael do? What was his thing? Like, what was being his specialty? His specialty was being a jerk. <laughs> and he was able to still kick ass with, you know, not as good of a weapon. All right. I mean, if that if that qualifies him as the air quotes best Ninja Turtle. It does. Right, I'll give it to you. It's fine. I'm not going to. Everyone's got their own thing. But I. I mm-hmm. think he on my power rankings of Ninja Turtles, he is the lowest for me. Well, everybody's got their things, and yours is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like playing Turtles in time, it was hard to be. I mean, no reach. You had to get up real close to everybody to do any damage. Yeah, like Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was pretty good. <sighs> Whatever. Fine. <laughs> you know we're getting emails about this. You know. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and they'll be telling me I'm right. Well, I'm sure a couple will. But yeah. that, that's interesting. And I mean, I'll only send two of them. I, I thought you were going to say you go with the Raphael one because his mask is red and cherry is good, which which is well, valid. Also fair. Yeah, I mean also growing up I think red was my favorite my like first favorite color. Mm-hmm. So that was I'm sure part of it. That played a role for me too because purple and blue are my favorite colors. Okay. So Donatello and Leonardo would naturally be my favorite Ninja Turtles. Okay. It's weird because like red's not my favorite color anymore. Like, it's just not like dark greens. Dark greens are where it's at. So just all Ninja Turtles then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, I'm equal opportunity turtle. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of like the other varieties those came in. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. 
Ninja Turtle. I think Ninja Turtles are the, were the most popular ones when I was a kid. Definitely. Those were the and maybe the most common. And then SpongeBob came obviously when I was in my adult years, you know, 18 yeah. or older. But yeah, I, I did, can you buy those in stores? I don't know. You've got to be able to, right? I have to look. Like, I'll go to Target and see if they've got those kind of Okay, I'm, I'm seeing a Bugs Bunny. I'm seeing Sonic. Really? Now, this may not have been like every... Okay, so I, I did a Google image search of like ice cream truck uh, popsicles. So just just the first one I clicked on. Now, this one's got to be a little bit newer. Uh, Batman, Tweety. Oh, is the Batman blue? Uh, like yeah, like the the, bur, the, bur, um, the blue mask. The blue mask, yeah. Mm-hmm. Batman, Tweety, the Pink Panther, which what kid is getting the Pink Panther? Unless they just really love pink. Sonic, Bugs Bunny. There is one Ninja Turtle represented. Would you care to guess which Ninja Turtle it is? Raphael, just because you led me to it. Of course it is, <laughs> because he's the best. Uh, and then power the blue Powerpuff Girl. Okay. Oh, and the penguins from, uh, from uh, a penguin from um, the Madagascar movie. Okay. So they are available. Good. I'm going to get some of these. I don't even care. Judge me all you want, family. I'm getting these damn things because there's the- a warhead one. What the hell are we doing? Is it the warhead like person shape? Yeah, it's like, yeah. And like the warhead is like stuck in the mouth. Oh, yeah. I wonder if the ice cream itself is sour. That it's okay. So let's see. Sour raspberry, black cherry. Oh, but black cherry. Is that water ice? Yeah. Sour raspberry, black cherry, water ice, and strawberry sherbet. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm in on that. All right. I'm going to find some of these. I'm going to get some. Okay. I feel like the SpongeBob will be the easiest to find. I feel like just. Yes. They, they're, that's the one I've seen the most recently. Mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. We got to be on the hunt for these things. This is an I'm Fat Podcast project. That sounds really good. I love my those, man. Uh, I posted this week, Rick, on, on a more downside, on a more down note of this mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, family wanted Taco Bell. I was just not feeling it. And there's an Arby's right next door there in Halstead. Yeah, like, I'm gonna get Arby's. Gonna get my hot ham and cheese. Get my curly fries. And of course, the thing that makes Arby's sing, the Arby sauce. Yeah, I made sure to say I need extra Arby sauce in the bag. Okay, no problem. My mistake for not checking the bag. Get all the way home. Oh, no. Unwrap the bag. No Arby sauce. Mm. And Hope's like, she's Hope saw how upset I was. And she's like, I'll go back for you. I go, no, it's okay. It's my fault for not checking. But I specifically asked. It's just not the same. And I really like Arby's. Like, Arby's food is good. And there was yeah. a guy on the um, our Facebook group, the I'm Fat Podcast fans page, that said he never had Arby's and never will. That dude's missing out. But I must have missed that. Why? I know. Why I not? guess it's just a. It was in the comments of my story about Arby sauce. Okay. And he's just. I, I think that Arby's is a victim of being a punchline for a lot of people. Much yeah. like Long John Silver's, they've become kind of a punchline. Mm-hmm. But Arby's is legit really good. The ham it has a really smoky taste to it. It's delicious. But Arby sauce is amazing. It's a re- if you've never had it, it's a really I don't want to say thin to make it feel watery, but it's a barbecuey sauce. But it's not like a thick, like a like a um, sweet baby rays or a. It's right. not a, a your traditional 
like real thick barbecue sauce. It's thin, right. more of like a vinegary kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But man, is it good. And it's it's spicy. It's delicious. And to me, like that's to me, it's almost 50 percent of the reason to go to Arby's is to put Arby's sauce on whatever you ordered. So to not get that was tough. Further, I had a revelation, Rick, and I don't know. I, I, I've been feeling this way lately, and it's the evidence is starting to pile up. I think curly fries are a little bit overrated. Mm. I mean, I think th- I, I think they're they're hard to pull off really well. But Arby's but, is the place that's supposed to be the best, right? Yeah, like, that's what they're known for. And there's nothing better than when you get that giant spiral curly fry, mm-hmm. right? Like, and it's really thick and it's it's delicious and it's a big bite. But 90% of your box of fries is little leave-ins, like just little pieces, little shriveled up parts of the fry that broke off or whatever. But you make that sound like that's a bad thing. It's just not, I don't know. I think for your average large fry from Arby's, you're getting two or three of the really nice spirals. And then the rest of the box is just those little pieces and little pieces just aren't as good. I don't know. I feel like curly fries are, are falling down my French fry power rankings. I'm not saying I don't like them. They're still mm-hmm. good, but they used to be near the top just because I was basing my decision on how great the best curly fry is. But more often than not, I find myself kind of like, all right, these, these leftover pieces are kind of crappy and I'm just eating them because they're here. I don't like that feeling. I want to finish every fry and love it all equally. And I just don't see, get that with curly fries anymore. See, I just kind of disagree on the, the on the little like shorter pieces. I still really like those. So I think we just have to agree to disagree a little bit. Now, if it like if you say your explicit goal is to get as many of the like giant, like, you know, take up a fifth of the entire case <laughs> you know curly fry okay that's fair that they don't have as many of those but i'm not going to say that the rest of it is a lesser quality it's just maybe not as good of the shape that you would hope i just feel like when you get the big piece the bite is so much more satisfying you're just getting so much more potato and with mm-hmm. the little ones, like sometimes they're burnt, sometimes they're not exactly crispy anymore. I don't know. With those little pieces, they all cook unevenly. So they don't, there's no consistency there. And maybe had I had Arby sauce, I would have felt differently about it. But I was just sitting there, like looking at my fries and feeling kind of like, eh, I don't really want to finish these. Maybe wow. just, maybe just the lack of Arby sauce bummed me out. That could be what it was. Yeah, it could. Oh, it could be. But you know what bummed me out is something I saw on the fan page, too. I understand that I'm getting trolled by literally everybody that listens to the podcast <laughs> yes. with this. But Mark on the fan page posted, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to know who this woman is, but there is a woman who made this, like, looks like this nice sculpture of herself. And it is, like, honestly, really, really well done. And then... There's a slice cut out of it because it's cake. I saw this. And She's I was... eating her own head. <laughs> it's like Pizza the Hut. He ate himself to death in Spaceballs. One of the great lines ever. But, oh, my God, yes. I love that everyone is finding you anytime something is shaped like cake. It's, it's triggering for you, I know. 
And I'm waiting for someone else to walk in the frame and, and cut a slice out, out of her head holding the sculpture because even besides the sculpture being cake, she is also cake. She is a human being made of cake. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it. You're, so you're pointing this out and then everyone sharing it with you has proven that it is kind of a scourge on society. Like it's happening too much. Mm-hmm. And I get that you can do it. We got it. You can make it look really, really realistic. But I'm much more impressed by like a really, um, you know, decorated wedding cake. Yes. That's not just fondant shaped like a thing. Yeah, because like, I don't know about, I'm pretty sure we've talked about it. Like fondant is fine. Like I would much, like in terms of taste, it's fine. Right. I don't love fondant or anything. It's just, it's clearly there vast majority of the time for making cakes look more realistic if you gave me just like a really well done pretty simple like buttercream icing i am more than happy exactly yeah it's really cool you can make these things but then when it's time to eat the cake the cake isn't that good right like i don't need the exact replica of of wrigley field the problem is i don't know where to put it uh (laughs) you know like i don't need that Right. I need a really good tasting cake above everything else. We get it. People are creative. They're artists, all that stuff. Good for you. Give me a really good tasting cake that I can devour. I think that's a very simple request. And uh, I will say, like I said, give me like a Costco sheet cake mm-hmm. over a, a per- oh, wow. Look, look, Jay, happy birthday. We made you a perfectly you know, uh, to the detail Blackhawks logo cake. Right. Cool. But it doesn't taste that good. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And like, wow, they really got the stitching down and everything. Yeah. But now it's time to eat it. And I'm eating like paper frosting. Yeah. No, thank you. I mean, it's a, I'm not knocking the ability to do it. I right. just think instead of spending $300 to have this perfectly d- done cake for me, or you or whoever, just get me the cake to taste the best. That's what's going to make me happy. I don't think it's a pretty simple concept. Absolutely. Okay, so in the theme of social media things this week, at Art Waz on Twitter sent us a new McDonald's food channel. Oh, yes, I saw this. Okay, so can you do this and as far as i saw no time requirement or anything so as if we're just saying like within reason two big macs two large fries 10 mcnuggets eight tenders a large coke and a large water i honestly i don't think i could do this okay those tenders are legit they are big and they are filling and with every Big Mac, you're getting three pieces of bread. That's a lot, man. That's a lot of food. I, 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 I'm trying like time with no time constraint. I mean, like throughout the course of a day, could I do that? Yeah, but in yeah. terms of consuming it as a meal, that yeah, might like, be. Like if we say under like ninety minutes. Because that's about as as much time as it seems like any of these challenges give. Ninety minutes, yeah. I Ninety don't... minutes might give you a little bit of a refractory period to where you could go back for seconds. Maybe I might be able to do that because ten McNuggets are basically nothing, right? But 
the bread and the Big Mac, mm-hmm. the two fries will add up. That's it's tough. Ninety minutes. I like if there was a if there was a cash prize on the line. Yeah. Like hey, if you finish this, we'll give you a thousand dollars. I would be able to do it, but I would feel awful. Yes. But if it was just like do this or don't, I probably could not just do it for the fun challenge of it. I think I'm in the same boat, but I, mind you, I've also never had their tenders. So for me, it's hard to size up the tender. They're really, they, I have to say they are really good. And for whatever reason, I never think to order them. I do think they're, mm-hmm. they're expensive. They're a bit more expensive than McNuggets, but they are really good. And they go great with the Buffalo sauce they have there. Okay. I don't know. Are oh. they, are they available year round? I, I don't know. I don't, Cause I, I don't know. Maybe I just go into McDonald's with like an order in mind and. That's what I do. Just do that. But, you know, I would ask the uh, the person taking my order about the tenders. However, there is the, no person. They're robots now. My order. I don't even. I don't even go through the drive-through anymore. I immediately pull into a McDonald's. I pull into the curbside lane and place mm-hmm. my order on the app because the lines are super long when I go because I'm off work at noon, so I'm I'm arriving at a McDonald's like right at the peak. And the lines are super long, and I can just go in there. And there's so many good deals on a McDonald's app. Like, every day, there's some kind of, like, 50% off your burger or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's always something to add to the order. And then it's at least as fast as a drive-thru. The, the person does come and bring you your food, so I try to give them a buck or two when they do that. So maybe it adds up to a little more money. But it saves me a hell of a lot of time. I don't have to place the order through the robot. And I'm getting a deal. And we were telling people last week about the... Uh, caramel brownie mcflurry that was given out for free on the fourth dude that thing had hunks of brownie in it like the size of ice cubes like large large hunks of brownie in there that thing was amazing oh yeah you have to try it it's so so good oh that makes me think of okay one more thing all right i have one more thing too okay um so we mentioned that there's the rainbow cone that was opening oh, yeah, up in yeah, Lombard. Yeah. Yep. It opened up every time I drove by it. They had because it's a small area for the parking lot mm-hmm. and the and the like drive through or whatever. So there are cars like double looped around the parking lot. Oh, like there was <laughs> no chance in hell I would get in there, like get anything within a reasonable amount of time. So I have not gone there yet, but I cannot wait to, because if this opening is any sort of indication, they will do perfectly fine Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, it is like jammed. Like they have people out there with the, you know, the little lights, like they're, you know, like they're air traffic controllers, like waving people on and doing that type of thing. And I mean, it is, it's impressive. The, the operation they have going on there. That's so that's, I, I'll bet, you know, 50 to 60% of that line is people who grew up like kind of where I grew up, like the Beverly Mount Greenwood area that, have, that are, that know rainbow cone and know how great it is and don't want to have to drive to 93rd and or whatever it is 90 yeah 93rd and western to go get it every time it rick i'm telling you rainbow cone is so good and if you're looking for a cheat if you don't want to wait as far as i know every bone of beef carries rainbow cone oh yeah like they've got rainbow cone shakes they've got what what i love at rainbow cone is the rainbow cone cake 
So it's uh, you've probably seen these in back in the day at Baskin Robbins where it looks like a log, mm-hmm. where it's cake and frosting, and then inside is ice cream. Yes. It's that kind of chocolate cake with rainbow cone ice cream in it. So if you just want to taste it and don't want to have to wait in line, you're not going to get it on the cone the proper way it's typically served. But you can get like a pint of it or, like I said, a shake or the cake and dry it that way. So if you're not feeling like waiting two hours for it, you have other options. And I, I think at every Bona Beef location, they have it. So And Bona's okay. awesome, too. All right. Uh, first, let's tell, before I give my final story, we're a little behind on our sponsors. So I want to tell everybody about Dr. Squatch Natural Soap Company. Went to my parents' house yesterday for Mother's Day, and there was an empty box of cool fresh aloe on their counter i go what's up with this like what wh- why do you have an empty box like we need to order more me and your dad love it my mom's telling me it was so good it smells so good my dad's like it rinses my dad was like doing a commercial it rinses off my skin so well i'm like yeah dad like it's all natural like you're not using chemicals and crap it's great so they're like order us more and get yourself a couple bars i'm like all right that sounds wonderful so went on my mom's ipad Ordered two bars of Cool Fresh Yellow, and I got two bars of the new Birchwood Breeze for me. I have the Birchwood Breeze deodorant, mm-hmm. and it's fantastic, so I'm really looking forward to getting the soap. Uh, do the same. DrSquatch.com. Use our promo code IMFAT20. If you're a first-time user, you'll save 20% on your order while supporting the podcast at the same time. I've already mentioned the soap, the deodorant. They've also got shampoo and conditioner. They've got beard oil. Uh, I cannot tell you enough how much I love the deodorant, the toothpaste. They've got a morning and night toothpaste. Everything at Dr. Squatch is awesome. Go check them out. DrSquatch.com promo code. I'm fat 20. All right. So earlier in the pod, Rick, we talked about, uh, having food cause we're children, the SpongeBob popsicles. Yes. Uh, had lunch with a guy I met last year when we went to Arizona for the, uh, for spring training with the score. I met my buddy Mike out there and met his friend Fabian, uh, and we became quick friends. He's like, hey, I'm in town. Let's go grab some lunch. So I'm like, all right, new friend, right? Like kind of want to impress them with somewhere good. Mm-hmm. Don't want to break the bank. It's lunch. So we went to the Little Goat, Stephanie Izard's place on Randolph. Yeah. Little Goat Diner. So everything on her menu is something you love with a twist. Okay, so... Stephanie Izard, if you don't know, she was is she the first Top Chef winner. I don't know if she was the first, but she was one of the first. And she's opened a ton of restaurants in the area, all with like the goat theme. Here's what I got. Bullseye French toast. Eggs, crispy chicken, sweet onion brioche, and barbecue maple syrup. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh. I didn't really know what to expect from barbecue maple syrup. And I don't know how she pulled it off. I don't know <laughs> how this was created, but, but it, it works. Was, oh, it was amazing. And that's everything at Little Goat. So Fabian got, it's called This Little Piggy Went to China. It's scallion cheddar biscuit, sunny side eggs, Szechuan pork sausage, chili garlic chive sauce, and smoked blueberries. And he oh, took wow. his first bite and you could see like the eyes roll in the back of his head like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was just amazing like everything on the menu there is so good so if you're looking somewhere to go like for a good lunch take um you know like a business associate or you know a, a first date or something or whatever they've also got like really great nachos and chicken fingers like they've got basic stuff there too 
But man, like if you see something in the menu that sounds good and you're not sure, just trust it. Just trust Stephanie Izar did the right thing. Cause man, I was sort of like, am I going to like this? I don't know. Sweet onion brioche, eh, bar- like barbecue syrup. I'm not sure. And I just like, all right, I'm going to do it. And man, it was one of the best things I've ever had. And then I went over next door to sugar goat, which is the bakery, which is attached to little goat. And we've been there a bunch. I've talked about it before, but finally I chi- tried the cheese it cupcake. Rick. Oh, I don't know why or how this works. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why this was delicious. Yeah, but it was absolutely delicious. It's just what it sounds like. It is a cupcake made with Cheez-Its and it was insane. It was so good. I'm going to get it every time I'm there again, like all things, Stephanie Izard. I don't know why this works. I don't know how this works. It just does, but it works and it's amazing. So yeah, sugar goat and little goat, both right there on Randolph. Uh, they, th- I talked about little uh, sugar goat before. They're the ones that had the um, French fry pie that tasted yes. like dipping your French fries into a Wendy's uh, frosty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, if you're in a city, you're in a city a lot, Rick, and there is parking right there, by the way. So when you leave work, just drive down Randolph and then find a spot and, and go to Sugar Goat or Little, Little Goat, and you'll be very, very happy. Well, twist my arm. I yeah. guess I'll do it. I know. I'm happy to do that for you. Yeah. All right. Should we get to the fat phone? Let's do it. Bless me, Father, for I've sinned. It's been one week since my last confession. Okay, my son. What is your confession? I'm fat. (laughs) (laughs) The Fat Phone is brought to you by our friend, Charlie the Bacon Guy. Oh, my God. The absolute best bacon. I'm going to do something different this week, and I'm going to let Charlie tell you what he has to offer on the menu right now. Our current bacon flavors are maple pepper, barbecue, vanilla bourbon, Korean barbecue, and rosemary pepper garlic. Keep an eye out for our ranch-flavored bacon and coffee-flavored bacon. The bacon jams are original, bourbon jam, and habanero jam. Don't forget we have t-shirts featuring Charlie the State of Bacon and also Charlie the State of Bacon stickers available for purchase. Go to charliethebaconguy at gmail.com. Send him an email. You can get him on Instagram at charliethebaconguy. Twitter at CZ the Bacon Guy. Charlie mentioned the flavors. Everything he has to offer right now. Shipping anywhere in the lower 48 is a flat fee of $15, but Charlie can meet you personally if you live in the Western Burbs or you can meet somewhere in the middle. Whatever it takes for you to place your order with Charlie the Bacon Guy, Charlie will make it happen. He gets all of his bacon from Catalpa Grove Farms in Dwight, Illinois. Always a nitrate and nitrite free product. Uh, it is naturally cured applewood hickory smoked thick sliced bacon. I'm telling you, everything Charlie touches turns to gold. It's absolutely fantastic. Every time I try something new, I'm more blown away by what mm-hmm. Charlie offers. So again, charliethebaconguy at gmail.com, charliethebaconguy on Instagram, or at czthebaconguy on Twitter. Hit up his DMs and get in touch, and he will make it happen for you. Also, didn't realize that Charlie is uh, is now taking his hand at maybe being the voice of your, the year McDonald's ordering system. He was so uptight. He's like, I've taken, I've done several takes, and I don't like any of them. I'm like, dude, oh, like just just chill. <laughs> You'll be fine. Don't. Yeah, worry like about I was it. waiting for him to say, "What sauces would you like with that?" <laughs> yeah, he's very he's very self conscious about it. He wanted me no. to add some bass to his voice, so I did that. 
Okay. But I'm like, look, dude, just talk to talk to yeah. the listeners like you're talking Charlie's to me. Charlie's a good dude. Yeah. And people he have, anything to have loved the stuff he's offered and with good reason because it's phenomenal. Uh, look, guaranteed, you order something from Charlie, you're going to love it. All right, to the fat phone we go. Hello, fats. This is Jimmy Rollins calling from Madison, Wisconsin, formerly of Homewood, Illinois, uh, where my brother and my mother still live. Regardless, uh, my question is, people carry bottles of hot sauce in their cars and in their women do it in their purses and such. And my preferred condiment is not hot sauce, but Chicago-style jardinier. Can you recommend a suitable, safe, leak-proof vessel sized appropriately and safe to carry so that I have jardinier at the ready for whenever I go out to eat, especially at breakfast. Thanks much. I really look forward to hearing your answer. All right. I like the dedication, first off. Yeah. Also, jardinier with breakfast. I like it. Yeah, that sounds good. I have not done that myself, but I am definitely not opposed. I'm trying to think of what would be the appropriate, because my first thought was, Go get one of those ball jars, right? Like the mason jars, because yes. they they seal airtight every time. It's a better name for it, yeah. <laughs> right. I think you can get pretty <laughs> Happy small. Mother's Day, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you can get like four ounce ones. Yeah, but where are you going to carry it? Like you have to still. I would imagine, hopefully, uh, well, not hopefully, but if you're married, you can give mm-hmm. it to your wife to carry in her purse, or you can just keep it in your car, but. How are you going to get this into a restaurant? Yeah, because like I was thinking center console would be a place you could keep it. But in terms of bringing it into the restaurant, I mean, if you. okay, so here's one thing you could do now this for fats. This requires biting the bullet a bit on heat. (laughs) If you keep a really light like a windbreaker in the car, even when it's warm out, you wear the windbreaker in, but take it off as soon as you get in and you keep it in one of the pockets of the windbreaker. Windbreaker, I call them sweat bringers. Oh, facts. If you want me to sweat profusely, put me in a windbreaker. Oh, my God. It's like yeah. waterfall. Um, I'm trying to think. So and you shouldn't be chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> is that a TLC reference? Have you, ever, TLC have you reference. ever seen the other guys? No. Oh, my God. Okay. I, this is one of those things. Whenever someone recommends a movie or TV show, everyone's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. The other guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, one of the running gags in the movie, Michael Keaton is the police chief in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he keeps making TLC references, but it's like a tick. Oh, So they're like, you keep referencing TLC. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard of that. It's like, hey, I don't want no scrubs. Like, clearly, you know, you're referencing TLC. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and it just recurs throughout the whole movie. <laughs> so it's a great gag. Anyway, I'm looking here at the ball jars and the, f- the smallest one I see is four ounces, but that's going to be tough. My daughter, for some reason, has tiny, tiny little, they look like eyedroppers, but they're for sauce. Okay. I think she used to bring um, like little ranch to school for her, for, like for her uh, to dip her carrots in or whatever. So okay. she would bring this little squeeze jar, but that's not leak proof. If you have that in your pocket, there's a shot that that you're going to sit down and just all in your pants. <laughs> that, that came out wrong, but I think you know what I'm getting at. Uh, <laughs> I, I, look, well, I mean, 
technically, sure. <laughs> if I'm a server and I see a customer come in with their own jardiner, I'm going to just put my hands up and say, good for you. Right. Right. Like no judgment. I understand. Like, I'm not going to get mad. So I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't sweat it too much. I would just not maybe don't come in with a giant like store. But actually, though, if you just brought in the jar you brought from the store, people in the restaurant are going to assume that it was just at your table. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to judge you. If you bring your own thing, they might judge you more. Hmm. See, that adds a twist. Are you trying to get away with it? Like, do you not want to be judged or do you just want the convenience of how to get it in? Right. Well, we've presented options, so to speak. If yeah. anyone has a if anyone has a suggestion, hit them up. I'm fatpot at gmail.com. And we'll, we'll pass on the message. All right. Next one. Gentlemen, Kevin from Elsa. Question I have for you. I am a normie. However, when I drink, my inner fat comes out. <laughs> I love El Gallo in Elsip. I go there, six steak tacos, and I devour it all. My question for you, what is your go-to meal, food, whatever, when you are drunk? Have a good one. Rick? I mean, it all depends on where I am. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. Because... Most of the time, get the sounder ready because it seems like lately, most of the time when I'm drunk, I'm at my buddy Marty's place. There we go. And generally what we default to is he ha- always has like a minimum of five Jack's pizzas in the freezer. So we just, <laughs> we just like, we just warm up a couple Jack's pizzas and there we go. That's normally what we'll do every once in a great while we'll like actually order pizza or something but it's generally pizza um and more often than not it's jacks if i'm at home and i'm getting something delivered to me it could be qdoba it could be a different pizza place um i'm not i said that weird not saying that obviously as qdoba being a pizza place it could be qdoba <laughs> comma, comma. <laughs> another pizza place yeah yes phrasing friends uh, and those are pretty much my defaults because at that time that I actually, at that time, Qdoba would probably be close. So yeah, still probably pizza. So I guess it's just a matter of what type of pizza I'm getting. All right. That's, that's a, a really good call. I will recommend if you're ever in the city and you've uh, had a few and you have a driver, obviously, uh, art of pizza is mm-hmm. fantastic pizza that you can buy by the slice. There's a pro yes. tip, uh, for me. If Hope and I are at a concert and one of us, you know, has decided to be the driver, we almost always stop at Jim's Original. It's like a Maxwell Street Polish place, 1250 South Union, get some hot dogs and fries. But by default, it's Mexican food. It's typically a burrito, steak burrito with beans and cheese only. Don't waste my time with your roughage. Just give me all the bad stuff you can. Um, And then I just sleep like a baby because i've got like literally the equivalent of a chicago tribune resting in my stomach <laughs> so that's my typical go-to so i would say burrito a 90s a 90s <laughs> chicago tribune or a current day yeah, current edition tribune. yeah i don't want to go nuts oh, okay um god my mom got the saturday tribune i'm like this is a pamphlet like what yeah is, that's, what is it's, this? it's so sad yeah it's kind of sad but well it's uh, that's a whole other story for a different day but True. yeah so it's jim's original if i'm in the city and I'm headed back south because I could just jump right off the highway. They're open like I think they're open 24 hours a day. But if they're not, it's, you know, 20 hours a day um, or it's a, or it's Mexican food. All right. Oh, in college, steak and shake, too. Oh, that's a good one. Any yes. kind of diner. Right. Yes. And the problem is I, I get so I, can't, I don't I can't stay up late anymore. 
because my my shift is early. I'm up for work every day at five forty five. So like staying out late is really difficult for me. You could have just said you're old. I well, that's a given. I have a I carry a notebook with me. <laughs> it's been established. Yes. All right, here we go. Hey there, Jay and Rick. This is Tom from Davis, Illinois. I'm out in the 815, and I have a uh, fashion question for the fats. Are overalls acceptable <laughs> for the fats? I have a pair. I typically wear them when I'm working outside, and I occasionally uh, will wear them in the evenings after I get home from work and change my clothes. As you know, overalls really don't have a waist and don't require a belt. They're generally cut very generous through the thighs and legs, so there's plenty of room for moving around, no pinching or binding. However, my wife and my daughters hate them. So my question to you is, are overalls a fashion faux pas for the fats or by wearing overalls, am I fat, fashion, fabulous? Thanks. And again, appreciate <laughs> the uh, answer to this question. Well, I'm going to stop short of fat, fashion, fabulous. Right. I think there's we're probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if you're at home, then whatever. If you're at home, especially like obviously for working in the yard, they serve the purpose. Mm-hmm. Cool. But if you're just like chilling around the house. I'm not really going to judge anybody with how they dress around their own house. If you know you're not seeing anybody else other than like your wife, your your immediate family, like fine, just kind of you know wear what you want. Obviously, if people are taking pictures and they don't want you in it for whatever reason, they're taking pictures at home. Okay, then maybe you know find your way out of those, or if it's your child, find your way in them to torment them. Uh, you know whatever you like to do, but. No, I mean, if you're going out, mm. unless you're going to a buffet, if you're going to a buffet, mm. overall it up. True, because <laughs> then you have like a couple extra pockets there to be able to fit things in. Uh, so you have to take less trips and that's less exercise. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Rick. I think you've nailed it. Uh, and I think uh, I think it said his name was Tom. I'm sorry. Uh, seems to understand the concept of I know these are not the greatest look in the world, but they're functional and comfortable. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never been a big overall guy because I feel like. One yeah. of my main complaints about pants is if the crotch is too low, you get some major chafage issues. I feel like very I don't true. have the fit control on overalls. I feel like they're very saggy. But I will say this. Fashions, they come around back in, you know, like the 90s are back in style. Mm-hmm. And one style I loved in the 90s was very attractive young ladies wearing overalls. It was one of my favorite looks. And... You know, that can come back. That'd be fine. Yeah. And yeah, I said, was, I think people my age, they were young ladies when it was in style in the 90s. Now mm-hmm. they're adult women. But right. that's a style I would be I would welcome back. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. Um, did Kelly Kapowski do that? Yes. OK, she did indeed. I didn't even watch Saved by the Bell very much. And I know that. Yeah, I'm trying to think if like. That feels like something. And they, she wore like the overall shorts. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, Those are good too. Who was it? Did Stephanie do that at all? Stephanie Am I Tanner. That up? Yeah. That sounds about right. I mean, like it's maybe, the same like era. maybe something like her and Gia did, you know, when Gia was being a jerk all the time. Who's Gia? 
Gia was like her friend that was like a bad, like the, oh, look, kid now in, what was it, middle school or high school has the friend that's kind of a bad influence. I don't remember Gia. Was this like the later? Oh, it is the later years. I remember Gia now that I'm looking at. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is when Stephanie was growing up. Oh, she's wearing a crop top. What a, what a tramp. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually the first picture I pull up of Gia, Gia's wearing a crop top and there's, um, oh God, what's the baby name? Michelle. Michelle is wearing overall shorts. Okay. And, and, uh, uh, Timberland boots. She looks like Adam Sandler a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) so these are the later years of full house so that's why i'm out i I kind of grew out of it a little bit but okay okay yeah that's about that's the look that's like the body suits like that whole era overall jeans right or or overall shorts i should say was that the precursor to the romper i think so i dude i'm so glad i'm not a woman oh seriously to be to have to wear a romper out yeah, like too much stuff. Yeah, it's a big pain in the ass, isn't it? Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, I'm well, sure let you hear about it. Hey, guys, it's Steve <laughs> from Minnesota. <laughs> Outer normie, <laughs> but inner fat. Because I'm standing here in my kitchen cooking up one of these DiGiorno croissant crust pizzas per your recommendation. Yeah. I noticed on the back of the box it says one portion equals one fifth of pizza. That got me to thinking. What is the most outrageous suggested serving size you guys have seen? Oh, that's really good. And we mentioned that too. I think, oh no, mm-hmm. I actually tweeted a photo of the serving size of the DiGiorno croissant pizza. Because if they were to publish it as like, here's the nutrition facts for this item, right. no one would buy it. <laughs> no, well, okay. So I think, I think what always wins this is like candy. Because it'll be like, serving size three skittles or something like that or like right. two milk duds and it's like how many servings there's 50. <laughs> like you know that type i feel like that's where you end up getting the most ridiculous stuff because it's like there's no way that works like who, who sits there like what talk about serial killer stuff sitting there and having three skittles and being like you know what i'm good yeah no I find the first thing that came to mind for me was macaroni and cheese, like a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese. Yes. That's the meal. That That is the meal. The, bo- the box of Kraft macaroni and cheese is mm-hmm. the meal. Don't tell me that's two or three servings or whatever it says. No way. No chance in hell. So that that's the, the first thing I thought of was mac and cheese. But you're right. The DiGiorno croissant, it, it was like one-fifth of the pizza was a serving, which is a joke. I, even for yes. normies, that's a joke. All right, we got one more here. Okay. Hey, guys, it's Bob at Morgan Park calling. Wondering if uh, if some of our other fellow fans do this, but I know for me, depending on the kind of fry I am eating, the condiment changes. For example, crinkle-cut fries, I like ketchup on. Uh, curly fries, I like honey mustard. Uh, perhaps uh, waffle fries are more like barbecue sauce or something. I'm wondering if you guys are the same way or if that's kind of uh, unique and just something. But uh, my my condiments change based on the style of fry. Just curious if that's uh, you guys do that, too. Uh, thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. So I don't know for me if it's necessarily off of style of fry as much as place. So the one that I think of most is 
the place I've mentioned it a few times, Strats. It's in, I forget if it's technically Villa Park or Elmhurst, but their fries, it's more of just like a traditional fry, but theirs goes so well with the barbecue sauce that they, that they have there mm-hmm. that I'll do that. More often than not, I've actually kind of gone away from uh, condiments with fries, but I feel like, yeah, ketchup, for, ketchup is kind of a default for everybody, but if there's a really like some fries like i will with a sturdier fry mm-hmm. i will maybe if i have some sweet baby rays at home mm. i'll go with some of that because you know it can it can hold up to a thicker sauce then i can do, then i'll do something like that but more often than not i'm actually I, I i don't do much in terms of uh a condiment with fries anymore yeah it's pretty rare for me i will say the dipping sauce will typically be whatever i'm eating so if i'm eating uh, you know, uh, like a pulled pork sandwich and the barbecue sauce drips. That's what I'm having. If I'm having wings yeah. and fries, I'll just dip the fries in the wing sauce or whatever. That's what happened the other day with the Portillo's chicken sandwich. Is I had some of that jardinera sauce left over. I was just dipping my fries in that. The exception is, and this is what we had for Mother's Day at my parents' house. I've talked about Frankie's beef and pasta on the show before mm-hmm. in Oklahoma, like 95th and Major, like right in that area there, just uh, west of Central. And they have the the twice ba- or the what it double fried fries, yes, which are insane. I have to have those with ketchup, for whatever reason. I just think that it goes together perfectly. But yeah, typically I'm just sort of dipping my fry in whatever is dripping off of the food I'm eating, which sounds gross. But like even if I drive through at McDonald's and get nuggets and fries, I'll do I'll dip the fry in either the sweet and sour or the barbecue, whichever sauce I decide to go with that day. So yeah, just kind of. I don't know if I have like a specific plan. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. getting fries from here, so I'm gonna make sure I get right this sort of sauce. The only exception would be Arby sauce if they ever remember it. Dicks. It's a shame. <sighs> Still mad about that. Still a little salty. All right, shall we ask the fats? Let's do it. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything. Which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed. Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. The I'm Fat Podcast is brought to you by Mazda of Orland Park. Go visit our friend, Eric Vates at Mazda of Orland Park, 708-444-3200. I've been driving a Mazda CX-5 from Mazda of Orland Park for five, six years now. It is the best, most reliable car I've ever owned, and I am a Mazda customer for life. And when it's time for my next Mazda, there's only one place I'm going to go. Mazda of Orland Park. You can get a good selection of Mazdas anywhere, but what separates Mazda of Orland Park from the rest is the service. They're fast, they're honest, they're reliable. Their service center is second to none. You pull in, they take your car, you go upstairs, you grab a snack, you watch some TV, and when your car's done, they let you know you're in, you're out, you're all set. The service is top notch. So go visit our friends at Mazda of Orland Park or call 708 444 
3200 Ask for Eric Bates at Mazda of Orland Park. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. Ask a fats are brought to you by our friends at Team Hockberg. Check out our guy David Hockberg for all your mortgage, whether you're buying a house, selling a house, refinancing your house, all those mortgage needs. David and his people at Team Hockberg can help you out at 855-56-David, 56david.com. If you're trying to get yourself in the best position for buying power when it comes that time to buy a home or to get your house and get yourself in the best position to sell your home, or if, hey, maybe you need to refinance for, I know David, sometimes he brings up divorce. He brings up the fact that maybe you're trying to do some work around your house they're here for you to lead you through the process and if it seems intimidating and you just kind of want to dip your toe in you can either call 855-56-DAVID go to 56david.com or another option listen on saturdays from 10 a.m to 1 p.m in on central time in the chicagoland area to wgn radio that's am 720 to david's show home sweet home chicago where he gives out tips he has guests on that do the same they answer questions so you can kind of get an idea of what you're getting into with the whole process. And then you call or go to the website and Team Hochberg can help you through that process. There are so many people that Jay and I know that have used Team Hochberg, that have talked to David, that love the experience that they've had. I know the next time that I'm gonna maybe be in that situation, I will be going to Team Hochberg as well. So one more time, 855-56-DAVID, 56david.com. Homeside Financial is an equal housing lender, NMLS 1124061. All right, first to ask a fact comes from Scott. He says, I can't think of a better way to celebrate the teachers I serve during Teacher Appreciation Week than with donuts. Eight dozen from the best in the Northwest suburbs, Spunky Dunkers. Open 24 hours. What's the best donut you've ever had? German chocolate at Spunky Dunkers is the best, according to Scott. Scott? I love the name Spunky Dunkers. Thank you for yes. making me chuckle like an immature 12-year-old <laughs> during the Ask a Fat segment. Uh, I have, we have talked about donuts a lot on this podcast, mm-hmm. and I still will say the best donut is the chocolate donut at Calumet Bakery in Lansing, Illinois. It is the best donut I've ever had. I think mine, and I've only had it once, and I'm mad that I've only had it once because every time I think about, hey, I want to get something quality, I never think to go, probably because it's also not that close to me. I've had the old fashioned from Huck Finns. Yep. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh yeah. Tough to it's, beat. It's a really, really damn good donut. I think Lawrence brought them to a remote and I was like, Oh, okay, sure, I'll try it. And I was just sitting there like, Oh. Yeah. Oh, this isn't messing around. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that old fashioned from Huck Finn's lives in my brain from one experience to this day. Sometimes you only need one, and that's that's the one as of now. Yeah, I think it's interesting that we both say like more of a uh, classic kind of a donut. Like there's so many mm-hmm. crazy like oh like the Nutella pocket from Stans, and like there's all these crazy concoctions. But at the end of the day, just give me a nice donut with good frosting on it, and that's gonna be the best thing you can have. So you're right. Huck Finn is great. I love Calumet Bakery. One of my other favorites is Wolf's Bakery on 111th Street. I think that's Evergreen Park, probably Evergreen Park. Um, man, there's so many, so many good ones. But to, to me, just a basic chocolate donut or, a, or an old fashioned is all you need. 
This one from Matt. What is a food that's underrepresented on a fast food menus? He brings up a couple options, and I think one of them is a winner. Mac and cheese mm-hmm. or spaghetti are his options. Okay. I like mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I think mozzarella sticks should be at more places. Agreed. Because if you have a deep fryer, just throw them in there. Um, same thought with jalapeno poppers. That should be kind of a default drive through item. That's a good one. And we've yeah. heard for years about McDonald's pizza. Like, I've been hearing about this my entire life. Like, oh, they're working on it. They're developing it. And it hasn't come yet. How come a little, like, you know, like six-inch tiny pizza hasn't been, hasn't come out yet? You know, that's, I don't know. That I think drive through pizza would be a good thing. For me, it's mac and cheese. Like, I get that, like, your your chicken places offer it, but mac and cheese is so versatile. It's good with so much more stuff than just fried chicken. Like, I get that KFC has it. I get that Popeye's has it, all that. But more places. You're Like, you're telling me you wouldn't be like, you know what? I'm getting a burger. You know what I don't want? Mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. What? Right. That makes no sense. Yeah, I think that makes perfect sense. That's, that's, that, and it should be, the only thing I would think is, is that easy to pull off en masse? You know what I mean? Like, could a McDonald's mm-hmm. handle something like that? I don't know. That, it's just. I mean, KFC and Popeye's do it. Yeah. Right. I Do it. Who doesn't like mac and cheese, honestly? I think that's Get a good mac one. and cheese, cowards. <laughs> that always works when you yell cowards at people. Yes. I'm still waiting for Tim Hortons to come to Chicago, though. I, <laughs> I tweeted him all the time. Come to Chicago. I, was, I did a hockey podcast in Canada the, uh, the other day. I listened to it. You did? Yeah, I listened to your portion. That was a lot of fun. Those I'd never met those guys before, but it was like, all right, let's just talk. I love that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I said, like, Tim Hortons needs to come to Chicago. I threaten him all the time. All right. This one comes from Normie Cowan. Pff, whatever. He said, there's an awesome restaurant called Just Shrimp. Iconic name because they don't just have shrimp and Orland Park that has awesome po' boy sandwiches. They have an awesome fried gator poor boy that you need to try. They also give you a very healthy amount of crinkle cut fries. All right. I'll keep my eye out for just shrimp. Uh, that reminds me of the first job I had was at a place called the egg store and they only okay. had one kind of egg. It was a produce market called the egg store, but all they had was one specific egg. Weird. Mm. That was a weird name. And a terrible yeah. job. Yeah. It's almost like being a chicken place and then you only offer tenders and only one sauce. It just seems kind of dumb. Hmm. Hmm. Drove by that place yesterday, by the way. Yeah. Drive through wrapped around. Like, what am I missing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I, I I just have to bite the bullet and try it again. All right. Okay. For show research. All right. The three one. Uh, Richard here asks, if someone throws a barbecue... Is it expected that only hot dogs and burgers will be served or are brats? Should the thought of brats always be invoked? Okay. And then he has a second part here of if they ask you to bring a side, what's best? Okay. I don't know if brats are default. I I don't think so. I think the the size of the party matters Mm -hmm. because if you're having a bunch of people, to me, the assumption is burgers and dogs. Yes. Right, because you can buy a ton of both and feed people quickly. Brats take a little more attention. Mm-hmm. They take a little more time to get right. So I would say that's not a default, unless it's a small barbecue. Right, like if it's three or four people, 
you might have a brat option because you could spend a little more time paying attention to the grill. Right. Um, as for a side, my favorite side at a barbecue is pasta salad. I love okay. pasta salad because it gives you the cold element mm-hmm. when most of the other food you're eating is either warm or room temperature. Yes. The coldness of a pasta salad is a really ni- or a fruit salad, honestly, is a really nice juxtaposition to the other stuff you're eating. Yeah. First thing I would say is if you are going to someone else's barbecue, first thing you do, instead of saying, well, you know, I'm going to bring this ask, ask what they need. Mm -hmm. Always that. So, you know, maybe, maybe you make a killer, whatever it is, but they also already have a plan for that. Okay. Then, you know, you take your L for that day and you know what you can do? Host your own damn barbecue and make whatever the hell you want yourself. <laughs> wow. That, that escalated quickly. <laughs> I guess. So, you know, so first find out what's needed. No, you know, the, always need good role players. You're a role player in this op- in this barbecue. But yeah, I do love a good pasta salad. I like, man, just the simplicity of a, of a pasta salad too. I, I just love it. It's it, of course the temperature change, like you mentioned, but then just it's throw in some pasta. Generally it's a rotini, whatever, and just throw a little bit of junk in there, throw some dressing and you call it a day. Yeah. It's a very well, simple thing. And when it's done yeah. well, it's excellent. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. All right. Next one comes from Liz. Ooh, it's a lady. I love when when women write the podcast. I don't know why mm. it excites me so much. I feel like it's just a bunch of fat dudes sitting around eating, listening to us. Probably. So it's nice to know we have a different demographic. Uh, she says she identifies as a normie, which is fine. She says, I've been binge listening to the podcast back catalog, and I'm shocked by your collective terrible takes on mayonnaise, mustard, and pickles. What are your thoughts on burger sauce? Basically, the special sauce from Big Macs. Side note, I don't eat beef. I make up for it in fried chicken, but I have found that I can make a halfway acceptable burger. Uh, sorry, acceptable veggie or beyond burger Big Mac substitute. If I slather enough burger sauce and American cheese on it, I will wait for your sauce slander off the air. Thanks. That's from Liz. Um, you know what she didn't mention when she mentioned all of our uh, all of our quote unquote bad sauce takes or, or or peanut butter. Exactly. Well, peanut butter is not a sauce. It gets put on junk. Well, sometimes very specifically so. Uh, <laughs> but Liz, you had us, and then you're like, but I don't eat beef. So all your points on right. our bad takes are negated by you not eating beef. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. I have really, really tried to like pickles. Like, I have the idea of pickles, the crunch, the the the, the um, texture they would add to what I'm eating them on makes sense yes. to me in my brain, but I can't like them i have tried and tried and tried and tried very similar with mustard i will say lately i've had some mayo based things that have not immediately grossed me out like i had okay. fish tacos the other day that had like a aioli on them and yeah. then the, i had them again this week and they were really slathered on and i was like okay i probably would have gone with less this time like next time i'll say easy on the aioli but i still ate them all and enjoyed them so maybe I'm coming around on mayo-ish stuff. As for the burger sauce, which as far as I know is just Thousand Island dressing, right? 
I think so. I just don't see what it adds. And that's a big thing for a lot of these things with me. Like, that's why I don't like sour cream has no real taste to me, but I don't get why you want to slather your food with sour cream. Like you've got this flavorful stuff mm-hmm. and you're just washing it out. That's why I don't like sour cream. So look, I see where you're coming from. Um, but that, that's where I am with the burger sauces. I just don't, I don't get the point of it. I want to taste the meat. I want to taste the cheese. I want to taste whatever else is on there. So that's kind of my place. I don't, I don't dislike it. I just don't, I just opt not to do it usually, which is why I almost never get Big Macs. True. Okay. I have it here from a, a delish has what the sauce is and it's not thousand Island. Oh, te- technically it is mayo. Nope. Sweet pickle relish. Oh God. <laughs> yellow mustard oh, for three? and ketchup. Hey, okay. Yeah. I'm going to be a no on that. <laughs> That's going to be yeah. a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. I'm just, yeah, I'm just not having it. And honestly, if I want a burger out of your three big uh, bur- fast food burger joints, I'm going to McDonald's last for a burger. I'm going to Wendy's one. I'm going to Burger King two, and I'm going to McDonald's three. That's probably accurate. They do have a different taste, though. It's sometimes I do just crave like the specific taste of a McDonald's That's burger. Fine. But nine times out of ten at McDonald's, I'm getting nuggets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So to me, it's all kind of null and void because it's not as good. Okay, my last one that I have from Michael. Is there anything more feared by fats than a turnstile? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I think there is. No, a, a chair at a stadium. Also a really good one. Similarly, uh, roller coasters. Like, like not the the act of the actual roller coaster, but the getting in and getting locked into a roller coaster. Yeah, because you have the built-in anticipation of, I've been in line for 45 minutes. Also, now I'm going to get to the front of the line and not be able to fit in the chair. Also, there's an audience that is staring yes. right at you and not just staring at, like, the baseball game going on. I think you, I think you just nailed it. Yeah, because, like, I can feel the anxiety in your sigh and, like... Yeah, that's a. There's no way to get out of that situation. No. Right? Like, there's no tactful way to do it. Yeah, you are walking away in shame. Yes. Or falling off the roller coaster and dying, which I think I would actually prefer. (laughs) (laughs) I would rather not have it latch and fall off mid loop to loop and just die than have to face the music of, sir, you're too fat to ride this roller coaster. Please walk away. Okay, how many clicks do you need to hear to feel safe? all of them (laughs) however many it takes because if it's like less than three i'm at least slightly worried yeah you're a little concerned right right, right. yeah so the the first time i went on the uh superman ride because that one it's not just that but it's also the angle that you're at during the ride is that the one where you're laying on your stomach uh pretty much yeah okay like so you go into it and there's like the base that obviously you're standing on and then they take that away but you, it's one of those pull-down latches or pull-down mm. things. So the first time I did it, I think I, I forget if I had two or three clicks. But I'm like, this is one where I would easily die. <laughs> if, if, if it doesn't go well, I'm so dead. But it was fine. And, uh, you know, in the angle you get to ride that right at, you get to see all the gum on top of, 
you know, the, the piping there from jerks that when they get tilted the wrong way, they then spit out their gum. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's actually a really, it's actually a really good ride. But yeah, like I'm, I've, I was, I've had a small window in my life where I was just straight in on roller coasters, but before it, I was afraid. And after now I'm like on the fat scale, like too far in, on the one side of the fat scale to where I really am like, you know what? Let's go on roller coasters. Yeah, I'm just going to avoid them for the rest of my life, I think. I'm too old for that crap anyway. I'll probably pass out. Like, I'll get, you know, my blood pressure will escalate. And I'll just have a heart attack or something. All right. Well, we got one more before we wrap up. You ready? Okay. Jay from Lake in the Hills wants to share uh, what he calls his fattest day in some time. Here we go. To start, he had breakfast at McDonald's and got a bacon and sausage McGriddle, no egg, with cheese. Then he got nice. off work, and his wife told him to get breakfast for her and and their three boys and he got himself just a bacon mcgriddle with with cheese and no egg then at lunch he had a peanut butter and jelly with chips and a granola bar and a zebra cake and a mountain dew nice then dinner was taco bell where he had two soft tacos a steak chalupa with cheese followed by a brownie batter blizzard he sat back and relieved and he was relieved and relived how much he ate and felt proud and ashamed all at once that's a pretty good day I don't know about that granola bar. Sounds a little healthy. Yeah, right. But, uh, you know, otherwise, uh, what's the no egg? That's a little strange to me. I don't do egg on my, on my uh, God. like, you know, the griddles or whatever. It's another one. Biscuits. Liz, Liz is going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Your exclusion of egg. That's the best part. No. What Sausage biscuit, man. Oh, so strange. I mean, I know I'm strange, but not necessarily for that. All right. That's it. But yeah, also, I mean, you couldn't gotten a second chalupa in there. So that way, at least you have like two soft tacos and two chalupas. You did have a blizzard so. afterwards. So I'll give him that. Yes. Yeah. That's, That's pretty good. That, that is pretty good. That's pretty good for, uh, you know, not us. <laughs> exactly. On, on, on even a normal fats level, that's solid. So a tip of the cap to you. All right. As I cross off something obnoxiously loud for no good reason, Let's wrap this up. Thank you to our sponsors, Dr. Squatch, Team Hockberg, Mazda Vorland Park, Marichka's in Crest Hill, and Charlie the Bacon Guy. Check out all the social media at I'm Fat Pod, I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com, Patreon, T Public. Check those out as always. And subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, rate and review the podcast because that helps us out greatly. And please tell a friend. So for Jay, I'm Rick. We're recording this on Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day one more time. And this is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right, I think we got a lot accomplished here today.